Hi, and welcome to the TRU Alumni Podcast, hosted by me, Dustin McIntyre, TRU Alumni Manager and TRU Alumni. I'm joined today by Elise Laird. Elise is the CEO and Communication and Stakeholder Engagement Specialist at Amplified Consulting, Incorporated. Elise graduated with a Bachelor of Business Administration degree in 1998. In addition to running, in addition, pardon me, to running her business, Elise is a highly involved in the community, having been a member of the Kamloops and BC Chamber of Commerce. She won an exemplary service award from the city of Kamloops, recognizing both her volunteer work and mentorship. Please welcome to the podcast, Elise Laird. Thank you, Dustin. No round of applause. Sorry. Oh, darn. Thanks yeah. for um, definitely mentioning off the top when I graduated. So you completely aged me right there. Yeah, I graduated in 2014. Yeah, oh, perfect. Bit of a difference. Thanks for that. Well, we were talking a little bit earlier before you started to press record that my son is attending Thompson Rivers University. And that makes one feel their age rather quickly. That's yeah, okay. That really took me aback. Uh, me too. When <laughs> you told me your son's in university, I had no idea. Yeah. That's great. It, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And but what's it, he taking? He's in the welding program. So in the trades, going to get his red seal in welding. So, so it's, it's awesome. Second generation. Uh, TRU alumni. TRU alumni. Fa- love it. On his way, yeah. Love it. Yeah. We just found our fourth generation. This is an aside. Oh. Yeah. Grandfather. It was like a whole way down. We, so we're trying to do the family tree. That's amazing. It's very cool. Anyways, we're not here to talk about <laughs> them. We're here to talk about right. you. So tell us about Amplify Consulting. What is it? What do you do? And uh, how do you stay involved in the community with that? Oh, wow. Those are a lot of questions. Coming so, at you. Okay. <laughs> well, Amplify Consulting uh, is a Kamloops-based boutique stakeholder engagement and communications firm. And I say boutique uh, because it's small. Uh, there are five uh, employees. And so we definitely are a smaller organization, but I actually really like it that way. And the reason is because I like to have that personal touch point with the clients that we work with. You get too big, you don't get to have that opportunity. And that's kind of been our sweet spot all along in the six years that I've owned Amplify. Um, so we do stakeholder engagement. We believe that you can make decisions on your own, but if you bring the perspectives and lenses of many diverse people to the table, you're going to make better strategic decisions. So that's really the foundation of what we do. And then the communications piece, if you can't communicate clearly and get your message across in the right way to people, they're not going to take action on what you need them to do. So that's really what we do. Stakeholder engagement and communication. So for, for who, who's, who's calling up Elise and say, Hey, I need uh, some consulting. Only the best people. Good answer. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, moving along. <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly. So we actually, um, we do have ideal clients that we work with and it's not necessarily based on budget or anything like that. It's people who really want to make an impact on the world. And um, we deal with all sorts of clients. So my gosh, I'm going to, I'm going to think of people who we deal with. So business leaders, we deal with nonprofits, we work with first nations. So it's really seeing some of these organizations that we work with and recognizing that they have this incredible impact that they can make on the world. They just need to fine tune some things. And so uh, we've, we, we've actually done a lot of our work outside of Kamloops, which is, I think that's great. Um, I love working in Kamloops though too, but sometimes, um, what's the saying? It's, um, uh, about being a prophet in your own home homeland, right? But it's interesting because now that we've been doing so much work abroad, like not abroad, pardon me, but more Western Canada, right? people in Kamloops are starting to understand and recognize what we do as well. And so we are definitely getting a lot more work, 
When we first started Amplify, um, we definitely had a lot of local clients, um, but still a lot kind of, of that known client base that you yeah. already had people that knew you Absolutely. as a lease, not as Amplify. Yeah. And so, but then from the stakeholder engagement part, that was more kind of Western Canada, but now we're starting to do more of that here. And it's great because then I don't have to be hopping on planes and staying in hotels. And it's wonderful to, to go farther outside of Kamloops to do that work, but it's also pretty special to do that here too. Right. Yeah. And you're a bit of a serial entrepreneur, right? This is your second yeah. uh, company. So how did you go? It was a marketing company before. Yeah, and advertising now you, Yeah, and now yeah. you're more in the communication side. Why did you want to make that jump? Yeah, well, for me, it was actually we um, were working on a project with the Delta Delta Hospital and Community Health Foundation, and um, it was all about doing field testing and and trying to understand from their clients what their clients and stakeholders were um, thinking about this foundation. And as in advertising, a lot of times um, you'll do some you'll do research, but I find that when you kind of get to kind of go a step below and dig a little bit deeper and do more of the communications and the engagement, you kind of get a lot more rich data. So that was more kind of where I wanted to go in that direction, as opposed to the advertising campaigns. So I sold uh, my half of the business to my business partner, and she's doing great with the company, which is awesome. And then, yeah, I I have had Amplify for six years, and it's been amazing. I really do. I love the work that I do. Yeah, Yeah. uh, it it shows. Okay, good. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Uh, Is there anything of notable mention Uh, from your time as a student here that inspired you to start uh, either of your businesses? Um, Well, I would say uh, there would be a couple of things. One would be um, the leadership role that I played when I was the president of the Student Society. Wow. Oh, do you know anyone else in this room that did the the same work? I do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it was University College of the Caribou at the time. But taking that leadership role and being student council president in 1994, I think it was, uh, and just the opportunities that opened up uh, to take on those leadership roles. Um, it was kind of neat because you could see how the connections that you would make with people um, really helped translate into further opportunities for you. You kind of put yourself out there. There's more opportunities that kind of come your way. So that was a, a really key thing for me. And then I have to say, it was uh, my fourth year of marketing studies. Deb Lawton, uh, professor here. I don't know if she's still here. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. So she was here. Let's say yes. Yes, Deb, if you're listening to this, you're amazing. Yeah. Um, So in one of my classes, Deb was actually talking about how she worked at an advertising agency in Toronto. And they worked, this ad agency worked on the Lifesavers account, which to me was like, it just actually, I... That moment is crystallized in my mind as like, I want to do that. I I want to do something that is with my communications and marketing experience that helps um, sell or or get people to like embrace a product. And so then I was like, tell me more, Deb. And just just that insight, I would have never got that anywhere else uh, coming from Kamloops, not knowing what advertising agencies were. So that was something that was kind of firmly implanted in my mind. So I actually was um, uh, emceeing a function. And Robbie Dunn, who was the president and general manager of NL Broadcasting, was at the event. And I was talking about how I was interested in going to communications. And they actually gave me a bit of an internship at the radio station, which is where I started to work after university in their marketing and promotions. And so that was really cool because that that connection led to that job opportunity, led to me meeting my business partner who worked at NL at the time. 
to us starting the business to then me going off on my own and doing what I do with Amplify. So it's kind of neat because you needed every step you to get to where step. you are. You, totally. you didn't just like one day, oh, I'm going to do this now. It was yeah. like that came to this. That's really neat. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think everything kind of happens for a reason. And if you put yourself out there, then there are different opportunities that come your way as opposed to if you're like, I mean, some people are introverted and more shy and I totally get that. But if you can kind of put yourself out there, there are more opportunities are going to definitely come your way. And the worst thing somebody can say is no. Right. Yeah. That, my, my story is actually really similar. How I ended up here is, um, I, uh, was a president of the student union once upon a time. And, um, the, spokesperson for the institution at the time was Christopher Sagan. And him and I had a a very uh, collegial but conflicting uh, relationship because, you know, we don't want you to raise tuition. The institution's raising tuition. Stop parking. You're paying for parking. Kind of that back and forth. But we were always uh, collegiate. And I, uh, you know, a while later was uh, working at the Noble Pig and he was there and he said, hey, do you have any fundraising experience? And I said, well, I've done sponsorship through the student union. He said, well, I think we have an opportunity for you. That led into becoming the sponsorship coordinator, which then led me into becoming the major gift fundraiser, which then led me into now here in this position as uh, the alumni uh, manager. And if it wasn't for, you know, me taking that risk and yeah. being part of the student union, I never would have ended up here. Um, and so it's interesting because it's a, you know, similar uh, where you have to take put yourself out there and build those relationships and they're not always the relationships that you think are going to get you there that yeah. actually get you there. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's the thing for students to remember if you have students who listen to this podcast, I, hope so. I mean, tons of them, um, is that like there's a couple of things to remember is that there are seasons in life. So when I um, had my children who are now 19 and 16 and things that I wanted to do, it, it's not that I was stopped from doing them, but it was a season in life to enjoy having young children. You've got a young child right now. And to remember that this season is only going to last for a little while. So actually enjoy it. Right. And there'll be other opportunities of looking forward. And then even too, for students, students and people starting their career, sometimes people tend to look like way down the road. Like I'm 47 years old and um, where I am in business and all of the steps that I took to get here didn't just happen when I graduated from university when I was 23. So there's, there it's, it's being patient and putting the work in and taking those steps and learning, making lots of mistakes and learning from those that kind of gets you to where you want to be or need to be. Absolutely. And, And taking that, maybe that dead end job, but it helps build a, a career aspect or something. It, every job or every opportunity you have isn't going to lead you to um, exactly where you want to go. Yeah. But it is part of the journey and it can be frustrating. It can be slow and uh, it can feel like you're not getting somewhere. But as long as you're trying, I think you're, yeah. you're getting there. I agree. Yeah. Uh, so you seem to have a passion for the community and you've spent a generous amount of time volunteering on your own local chamber board. Do you think you had time as a student, uh, sorry, do you think your time as a student helped you to develop the skills that allowed you to juggle uh, what must have been a full plate? Tell us your experience about volunteering for the chamber. You did a lot for the chamber and continue yes. to do. Well, I'm, uh, I did do a lot with the yeah. chamber. I'm no longer on the chamber board because any chambers you know, at all. No, I'm, oh. I, cause I was on the Kenloops chamber of commerce right. for, I think it was 
10, no, 10 years total because I was the BC Chamber of Commerce on the BC Chamber of Commerce and then on the Canadian Chamber. Gotcha. But then you time out, okay. which is good. Because so there's not a world chamber once you've done Canada? Uh, you don't a get to... I'm sure there's a universal <laughs> chamber, which I want to join. No. But it's good because um, it gives an opportunity for there to be an end in, in that is coming. But then it also gives an opportunity for newer people to come on board because other people will bring way better ideas or newer thinking, which is awesome. It's what you need yeah. to adapt and evolve. Um, so I'm not on a chamber board anymore, but I really... I loved my experience with the chamber because again, it kind of started where I was a director and I did not know what I was doing the first year. I thought I'm warming a seat. This is terrible. But then as you learn and you get involved in committees and you do different things, there's an opportunity for you to grow and learn. Then I was asked to be on the executive, which means you're kind of in line to become the president of the board. And then I did that. And then I ran for the BC chamber board. Um, I got onto the BC chamber board and I started as a director and then six years later i was the chair during covid that was a treat yeah you, then, you got a, you got ripped off a little bit oh well, yeah it was, a, it was yeah. a big learning experience how's that yeah um and then i went on to the canadian chamber of commerce as a director which was really great as well so i think that's the thing is like if you said to me back when i started on the countless chamber of commerce as a director if you said oh one day do you think you're ever going to run to be the chair of the bc chamber of commerce right. i would have said there's absolutely no way but the, the lessons that you learn on a daily, weekly, yearly basis kind of all feed into that. Sure. So, yeah. But I think your question about balancing everything yeah. when I went to school. Yeah. Um, I, well, I paid my way through university. I worked two jobs, which was it didn't reflect well in my grades. Me, <laughs> me neither. But, but we still have our certificates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They can't take it away. Take yeah. It away. Yeah. Um, I think part of it comes from the drive that I have. I don't know if it's a learned thing. I think that people can learn to block time and there are different things that you can do. Um, for me though, it's what I tell my kids. It's like set your priorities of what you want to do. Cause there's only a certain amount of energy that you have and time in the day, set those priorities and write things down. Like don't just think that you can remember, remember everything and then kind of reverse engineer what is you constitute as success or what your priority is and work backwards from there. Um, because there are times where I definitely take on way too much and I don't feel balanced and I wouldn't want I wouldn't want people to think that they could learn how to become unbalanced. I mean, right. So it's, it's a matter of balancing the priorities that you want because right. you're going to have to say no to some things, which is so hard. It's so difficult. Oh my gosh, yeah. There's so many fun and amazing things and projects and things to do, but you will burn out. And that's a big challenge. Speaking of fun and amazing projects, yeah. we love your Amplify fraud, uh, Ampli Friday content. Yeah. Make sure I get that portmanteau correct. Uh, what, motivated you to start this initiative tell us about what it is sure so ampla friday is an initiative that amplify started so what we do as a company is that we help amplify the remarkable impact that organizations have and so i thought well usually there'll be these big uh these big things for celebrities or like these people who are just like like this their success is kind of unachievable by the average person right. um but there are so many people in our community um whether it be kamloops or provincially or nationally that are doing amazing things that don't get the recognition that i feel that they deserve so or aren't looking for the recognition oh, most of these people yeah. aren't looking for yeah. recognition which is the the best part of it actually 
So in 2018, we started Ampla Friday. It was just a thought of let's highlight and recognize people every Friday uh, like for doing remarkable work, right? right? These are people of impact. And so um, we had been doing that for a number of years. And then in 2020, when the pandemic was happening, um, I just thought, you know what? I would like to, at least for a month, give $100 um, to every person that we amplify. Well, give give $100 to a charity that they choose, right? And then for me, I was like, you know what? I want to kind of be all in on this as a business owner and this kind of philanthropic opportunity that we have. Mm -hmm. So then we committed to the year and like now it's 2023 and we've been um, giving $100 every week to a charity. So it's not only an opportunity to give, I mean, it's small, it's a small financial amount of money, um, but it's also that recognition and shining a spotlight on these nonprofits which has been amazing. And some of the stories I hear back from people who have been on Ampla Friday, that's the best part. Just how it has absolutely made their day. Not just the write-up, because a lot of people are nominated or I will put forward their name, but the response that they get back from their colleagues. To me, it's actually really sad is that when you when somebody dies, there'll be a eulogy sure. or there'll be um, a, a post in, on social media and everybody talks about how incredible this person was, but we actually don't do that when people are living. Right. And, and it's so tragic. Right. <laughs> so when these people are amplified, um, they have this opportunity to read about what others think of them while they're alive, which is like the best part. Yeah. Um, there was an, or I won't say who it was, but, uh, this one, uh, young person reached out to me and said that they had some different thoughts about a direction that they were going to go in their life. And because they thought nobody noticed and because of what we had written about them in Ampla Friday, they can, they wanted to continue on doing what they were doing. And from the response that they saw from their network, they didn't realize how appreciated they were and the work that they were doing, which is very philanthropic as well. So it, it inspired them to keep going. That's amazing. It is. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's kindness. That's all, that's all it is. Right. Yeah. Right. And then to hear from the nonprofits too, so wonderful. There was a, a nonprofit in town who um, messaged me and said, were, they were just blown away. And I said, well, it's only $100. And they're like, no, but the fact that you gave and the fact that we have so many more people knowing about what we do as an organization. Right, because you're also amplifying that yeah. nonprofit at the yeah. same time, you know, on accident, I put that in quotes, but yeah. because it really very much is on purpose. And yeah. you want to also give them a spotlight without you know, pushing them too far forward, maybe where they're uncomfortable because, um, you know, that can be, that can be difficult for nonprofits to put their hand out and say, we need some help or we need something as well, because a lot of these people do it for the kindness of their heart and they're humble and they work hard and they, they do what they can do, but you giving them that extra little boost, I think makes a really big difference. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to, which is awesome. And, um, I, I know that we were chatting a little bit earlier too about, what I did this year in January is that we launched a brand new website for Ample mm-hmm. Friday and uh, so new social channels. Give, I, what's the URL? Give us the drop oh, down oh, here so we, we know where to find you. Yeah, yeah AmpliFriday.ca. Oh, so easy. It, yeah. well, I hope so. <laughs> Being in communication. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so we, we changed the look of it a little bit and we've got all its own social channels and its website because I don't want it just to be something that Amplify Consulting does. Right. I actually want at one point others to come on board. So I've heard from a number of different interested people, um, organizations that they want to join um, with us. Oh, fantastic. Which would be amazing. Yeah. It's like for me, giving $100 out of Amplify is awesome on a weekly basis. But if we could give $1,000 to a nonprofit every right. week, that's kind of my vision huge difference. Board. So yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you stopped to think that like you've, you have a couple hundred people that you've 
give this platform to and you've given like fifteen thousand uh, dollars to your, your community charities. charities. I, think I think that's, that's really, really neat when you kind of take a, a step back and look at it at a holistic point, how much change and yeah. work you've done. Well, and I think that's the thing. It kind of goes back to what we were chatting a little bit about is that it's kind of those stepping stones of what you do, like that consistent intentional work leads to great things over time, right? So whether it be like I worked at NL Broadcasting and I was the president of the Student Society, all these little steps have kind of gotten me to something where I want to be. Same with Ample Friday is that this is a consistent thing we do every Friday. And trust me, sometimes it's hard <laughs> to be consistent yeah. and stick with yeah. it. But then when you, at the end of it, you kind of do some self-reflection and you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's very cool to look back at and Lots more, hopefully, to come with that. No question. Yeah. Um, so you have been a huge community person. We talked lots about it. Um, where do you see yourself being more in the community? You're not on any boards right now. No. So where do you want to give your time? Because what we know about you is you like to give your time as well, time, talent, and treasure. So what's I next do. for you? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I have been asked to be on four boards already, which is awesome. And they are very worthwhile and I would love to be on all of them. Um, but I actually made it, made uh, a friend of mine made a recommendation to me. So she had said, well, when you are done on the Canadian chamber, which means you're done on the BC chamber, which means you're done on the Catalyst chamber, take a year and do not commit to anything. And that's been really good advice because I want to take the time to just stop a little bit. And kind of reflect and figure out what I want to do next. I do know, and I, 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 well, I'll put it out here because the challenge is is that when you put something out in the public, then people will ask you about it, which is motivating to me. I do want to write a book on stakeholder and community engagement. It'll be called Be Brave, Engage. Wow. You already have the title. You're halfway there. And and it's trademarked. (laughs) (laughs) An author who's been giving me some mentorship He's like, you know what? The hardest part is the actual name of the book. And I said, well, I've already got that. He goes, well, your book is 50% done. There you go. See, I, I feel like that was the easy part. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So I want to do that. And I want to do a lot more public speaking. So, awesome. so I had a great opportunity to speak at an, at an international conference in Chicago this past fall, which was awesome with yeah. a couple of colleagues. So I'd like to kind of go down that direction too, while still obviously running Amplify right. and doing all the work that we do there. So yeah, it's just, it's a time for me to kind of stop. And go, what are my priorities? Mm-hmm. I tell this to my children. Right. What are the priorities? What I want to accomplish? Writing things down of how I'm going to actually kind of reverse engineer that success and then make it happen. That's awesome. And yeah. the book is going to be like story based or is it going to be more instructional or how do you have you kind of vision? I, I imagine yeah. you've yeah. vision boarded yeah. this already. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You have. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I think kind of based on my personality and who I am, there's going to be a lot of stories. Uh, yeah, for sure. People like hearing stories. Yes. I mean, I'm I'm. I'm not an instructional type of person, right? right? So I I find learning through storytelling is some of the best ways that we can do it. I've got some really funny stories about stakeholder engagement, community engagement, mistakes that I've made, which have been absolutely mortifying, but others will find hilarious. The mistakes are the best part. I don't want to hear just about your successes. It's like like the blooper reel. Everyone loves the blooper reel and I have many. So I'll be, it'll be something definitely very much storytelling and and sharing of my experience, which will ideally help others to be brave engaged because that's the thing is that there's so much information out there, but people are scared to ask their stakeholders, people who have an impact or impacted by your organization. Mm -hmm. They're scared to ask questions partly because you might hear some things back that are hard to hear, but it only helps you get better. So that's really what I want to motivate people to do. And that's what I would do in terms of speaking 
and also in terms of writing the book. Yeah. Well, for those that don't know, we're recording in the old journalism lab in the basement of the clock tower. Oh, and I here yeah. promise to you, you can use the old recording booth to do the audiobook okay. when you've done it. We'll set you up, boom, ready to go. Fantastic. We'll make sure that, because, you know, the stories are also funnier when you tell them yourself in first it's person. True. So you have to be the voice of your own okay. audiobook. So we'll, we'll bring that to the table. I like to it. help with that your, that's, yeah, that's right. Would not have actually thought of voicing it myself. You have to so. voice it yourself. Okay. There's no option. I'm, hey, you worked in radio, so you're ready yeah, to go. I was in sales and marketing, though. Yeah. <laughs> I was not air. Trust me. <laughs> Do you have anything else for us? No, I just think this is an awesome opportunity talking with you about uh, TRU alumni yeah. and what you're wanting to do in, in terms of being a service yeah. Yeah. is exciting. I, I think that it's really nice to be able to connect to a university that really was kind of the starting point for other people's careers. Um, and mine included. Right, right. And yeah, there's something about kind of that uh, sharing experiences, which is really rich and valuable. And um, it helps either inspire people to kind of keep moving forward, or it gives them a bit of a sense of direction, which I really got here from TRU and some of the students and some of the faculty that were here. So yeah. Perfect. Well, tell us where we can find you. What are your socials? Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, put you on the spot. Yeah, right. Um, I know that my... Um, Twitter handle is at Be Brave Engage. Oh, you already yeah. got the Twitter handle too oh, for oh, the yeah. book. No, it's already trademarked. Oh, okay, we're <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's definitely yeah. Happening. yeah, and then just searching Elise Laird. But uh, typically, like just going on to, I, I would love Ample Friday. Ample Friday. Yeah. That would be the biggest thing if people want to follow Ample Friday. It helps to um, not when you like a post or when you make a comment and tell somebody that they're amazing. That is kind of can change the world. The algorithm loves it. Yep. Thank you so much. It's really a pleasure getting to yeah, speak with you today you. and we'll talk to you soon. You bet. Thanks for listening to the TRU Alumni Podcast. This episode was hosted by me, Dustin McIntyre. Technical Productions by Dustin McIntyre and Andrew Skopenko. Recorded at Thompson Rivers University in sunny Kamloops, British Columbia on the traditional territory of the Kamloops Dishikwepnik peoples.